Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Dawson, I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? You alright there Sam? Had a good weekend? Yeah, it was a it was a quite relaxing weekend really, I enjoyed mm. it. Um, I watched The Wall yesterday evening, I didn't watch it at the, I never, as I've said before, yeah. people tweet me and I have to basically go off Twitter like in the Lightly Lads episode, because yeah. everyone tweets. I fucking told them, the cunts, and by cunts I mean you listeners, right? Mm. I fucking said, I don't watch it because it's on too late for Len. So yeah. yesterday I didn't watch it to the evening. They've but... moved it back, though. It was 8.40 on Saturday night. They've moved it back a little bit. What I, th- I think the that's hell for are Len. they fucking around? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're number one fucking <laughs> yeah. viewer. Um, but I don't know. But um, it was, it, I mean, the thing about the wall is it's it's, there's so many complex outcomes and not mm. just within the wall itself. Mm. It's all about the contestants and whether or not you warm to them. Really, and if you don't yeah. warm to them, you don't want them to win. If you warm That's to them, it. you want them to win and sometimes yeah. they won't and vice versa. And on Saturday night, my God, I was desperate for those two to walk away with out. <laughs> and it was so close. <laughs> Honestly, right? It's interesting you should say that because watching it with Len, he, you know, I watch him and whether or not he makes a decision on whether he likes them quite early. Well, but then yeah, he goes, yeah, yeah. like, I, I, th- I thought it was, I thought it was unseemly actually. And even my my good wife said, Len, come on, because when they went down to naught, right? When they just mm. kept getting like, and the balls kept falling in one. I mean, I've never seen an episode like it in terms of the wall, mm. like the walls' behaviour. It has never behaved like that before, has it? it? Anarchy, wasn't it? It's absolute anarchy. It was complete anarchy. But like Len was going fucking wild. Like, you know, West Ham had just won the Champions League and it was too much. And Mm. Arthur's like, why are you celebrating so much? He goes, because they're losing. They're going to end up with nothing. She went, but why do you want them to lose? He went, oh, you know, look at them. I just don't like them. I just do not (laughs) like them. And even I had to interview, I said, listen, mate, you might not like them fine i said but you know they're just humans and you know like you can't be that happy about someone else having such bad luck i had to have a word with him really because i agree with what you're saying what you're saying is basically true but i'm not sure i can let my young child get so immersed that he's going mental like he scored a goal to rein it in a little bit Yeah, yeah yeah but then again if you've turned against them which i did very early on and I mean, I I thought Danny's patience was going to be tested by the end of it because you know when she was trying to clap the balls down. Yeah, and, Dan, Danny, Danny. Um, I thought from an early juncture, I felt Danny was bullying the bloke in a very subtle, in a very aggressive, in a very subtle Alpha Cockney way. Yeah, he was yeah. doing the Alpha Cockney bit. Yeah. He's going, oh yeah. 
Let's look at you're rugged, aren't you? But he had this little <laughs> smile on his face. She said she was. Uh, I mean, it was fucking. She threw him under the bus right from fucking get go, right? Because he was a bit Rodney Trotter. Let's be honest, right? Yeah, yeah. And I can see what had gone on there because actually there was something about her. I know why people found her annoying, but I don't know whether it was that trouser, that sort of jumpsuit she was wearing. But was I was like, thing. oh, I can see how he's how he's ended up with her. Because she's like this older woman, and she's yeah, she seduced was considerably him. older, wasn't she? And yeah. I, she was ten years older. Is that what and it was? She said, "I was looking after the failure of my first marriage. I was looking Ooh. for an older man, the rugged type. I wouldn't. I don't know. Maybe I'm old-fashioned and insecure, but I wouldn't like my wife to be talking about what sort of man she had been looking for, you especially like if that, dis- <laughs> especially if that description was so different." to mine yeah. you know, to, to yeah. what I was she's loving going yeah I was looking for someone who was older and rugged and I ended up with him yeah. <laughs> and he's just there taking it right because I reckon he gets a lot of shit in that relationship right mm. um, but you know it, I reckon that like... she I reckon she hooked got her claws into him in, in the office probably yeah and I reckon the lad I mean this is a horrible phrase and I'm loath to use it but sometimes it's the only phrase that'll do. I reckon the lad was cunt struck by her <laughs> at, an, at, at an early age, yeah. right? And he couldn't get out. He couldn't get out because I reckon she was showing him things in the bedroom that he had never conceived of before. Yeah. And he was trapped by that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right there. And uh, I'm not going to say anything else publicly because... <laughs> publicly. What was, what was that? <laughs> there was something I was going to say about them. It's kind of like it's one of them relationships where like there's there's energy in a relationship and it's not always evenly distributed. Mm. Where you, sometimes one person has got far too much, let's say, personality, mm. and the other one just basks in that and just coasts yeah. along. Yeah. Um. In, in the absence of their own kind of personality, and yeah. it was just like that. And she was yeah. just all the noise and fizz was coming from her, and yeah. he was just kind of and he was just, just like, clinging oh. on. Yeah, he got quite a few questions wrong. and But Danny was like, yeah, I just felt Danny was low-key bullying him, like taking the piss in subtle little ways. Yeah. Like at one point he said something like, go and stand next to your beautiful wife or something like that, right? It was your was cute bit, missus, I think it was, was when he came out. When your he came cute out after missus, the- yeah, that makes yeah. it worse. And I was like, yeah, that makes it worse. If it was beautiful wife, that sounds like a fair enough legitimate compliment to make. Right, yeah. but cute misses. I don't yeah. know. To me, that was like Danny was towing the line there, and he was he was pushing. And it wasn't like Danny because he's not usually like that. I don't think. But it was mm. something about this lad he took exception to, <laughs> and he thought maybe he was just Danny. Let's be honest. Very often seems bored presenting the wall, which yeah. is one of the reasons I love his presentation style. Right, but. I think he was, in a way, just like a cat toying with a lame mouse. He was, like, yeah. bored, and to pass the time, thought, ah, might have a bit of fun with this bloke. Yeah. Might well, dick I him mean, around a little bit, flirt of his I'm, missus, take the piss out of his chest there. I think we've said this before, it's all about Danny's relationship with the wall itself, and the yeah. contestants are just a sideshow. They're just an annoyance sometimes, and I think you they were inside You it. know how, like, the main agenda of Danny is very often seems to get from the beginning to the end of the show with as little fuss or bother as possible. Like, yeah. he sort of thinks, well, you can imagine him saying to the producer, 
listen, Mike, if, I know this, how long is this show going to go? 40 minutes, Dan. He goes, yeah, I reckon I can get it done in 20, right? <laughs> and they go, well, that's not the point. You you have to do it. No, I won't. Oh, yeah, well, I'm not saying it'd make a difference to the money, but I'm saying I could do the job in 20. And they're going, yeah, but we don't want it in 20. We, it has to be in 40 because that's the slot that's been allocated to it. Right, right. Well, it just seems can, a little bit over long. I mean, you could surely pad it out with cutaways and stuff like that if you need yeah. to. Yeah, but they they edit it so heavily, so fuck knows what he's saying when they record it because you'll notice that it comes in and he goes, here they are, welcome to the... Right, where are you from? Right, let's look at a video, right? And it kind of yeah. jumps about a lot because they've ch- yeah. chopped huge chunks out. But one of my one of the things that I've noticed he does in the spirit of his his catchphrase, let's just get this fucking over and done with, which is his sort of the subtext of Danny's approach to it all, is he goes, in between rounds, if you remember the golden age of game shows, there'd be a big thing. Like very often the set would change in between rounds, wouldn't it? They'd go, yeah. now that takes us on. Coming up, round two. But first, let's see what our Dolly Dealers have got in store this week or something like that, right? Yeah. This is how he does the transition on the wall. That's the end of round one. Now, let's get on to round two. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. There, effectively, there is no round one and round two or round yeah. three. It's all one round because they don't. there's no punctuation. He just goes, that's round two over with. Round three now. Right, next question. <laughs> I mean, it's quite easily something that could be on BBC One or Two in the afternoon, but mm. they've added a massive wall and massive money, which yeah. and a massive host, which yeah. immediately elevates it to prime time Saturday night. There was a little so, bit of footage. There was a little bit of really weird footage because obviously on Saturday night they were bankrupt quite early on, so the red balls at the end didn't get the drop, so they yeah. had to stretch it out a bit. And there was some weird footage for about eight seconds of the back of the wall. They I just, didn't see that. Yeah, they just put the cameras behind so you got to see what the back of the wall looked like, round the back. I imagine loads of Oompa Loompas all on like various <laughs> side, like ladders, but those sorts of ladders that can automatically move upwards and downwards and side yeah. to side. Keep That's how going. I like to imagine it. Nah, it's a bit simpler than that, isn't it? It's self-sustaining, the wall. It, it's like cleaning. Um, Danny has an army of little Dannys, dwarf cockneys. Yeah. who he has on ladders, all wearing, like, flat caps, like little chimney sweeps from Victorian yeah. era, scurrying about. <laughs> Go on, lads. They're all my little cousins. <laughs> all my little cousins from Custom House. Wall maintenance. <laughs> but, I mean, I, 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 I was kind of... I was kind of gutted because, you know, when they, they kept saying we, our plan is to go big or go home, and I thought, oh, well, they're not going to sign the contract and they're going to go home with nothing. But I was certain... The cunt signed the contract, didn't he? Certain. Because I thought the thing is, he's dopey enough. Very often they think, How well have I done on the questions? If I feel I've mm. done well on the questions, I'll tear up the contract. Right? Yeah, fancy me. And I thought yeah. he's dopey enough to probably think, Oh, I've done quite well on the questions. Yeah, but yeah. what he didn't realise yeah. was it doesn't matter whether you've done well on the questions or badly on the questions, mate, the wall has fucked you. Mm-hmm. It, it has fucked you. You could have got every single one right. You'd still be fucked because the wall has just decided today is not your day. Every ball's going to be a quid. Yeah. What was it, that, that great moment when Danny went, oh, I can't believe it. He went, four balls, 13 quid. <laughs> <laughs> that was the bit where me and Len were like laughing our heads off. Yeah. <laughs> no, he went, you've had four balls. Could have brought you in 200 grand. <laughs> 
You've got 12 quid. <laughs> Amazing. Fucking great. Oh, well, they walked away with 20 grand. Mind you, did. did you notice what they said they wanted to spend their 20 grand on? They wanted to spend 20 grand on their fucking garden. Yeah. Right? Now, wow. they showed the garden, right? And it was a normal-sized garden. It was a modest size. It was about the size of my garden, right? Yeah. And, I, you know, I'd, I'd, if I had a bit of cash to spare, I'd probably go big on the garden, right? I'm moderately <laughs> happy with the garden, but you can always make a garden better, can't you? Can you can always make it better. Of course you can. Yeah, you can always improve you can. it. You can always get, like, a fountain put in, a water, not water the, feature. Not I mean, obviously, the 20 grand, though. Fucking hell. You, you know, mate. My dream is to have some koi carp, but oh, yeah. that's every Cockney's dream. Yeah, I mean, of it is. <laughs> all Cockneys share one dream, one vision, and that koi is koi carp in the, in the back garden. <laughs> <laughs> You're not really a man until you've got some koi carp. So I don't know how much that would cost, but um, I did think Four twenty grand's grand. a, a lot to spend on a garden. Well, they, well they're not going to go on holiday as well, Lord. Did they not mention a holiday? twenty grand for the holiday too? And even that, I was quite judgmental about. Well, I My mean, yeah, me how much I went twenty grand. Want? I went twenty grand. Why does everyone have to get so wrapped up in these fancy holidays? I said they could go on holiday for five grand and get a really nice caravan in the Isle of Wight. And she was like, <laughs> "Look, they want to go on a twenty grand holiday." And I was like, "Well, I don't know." She's like, "You can't just go around judging other people's life choices." And I thought, "Yeah, I'm being a bit of a cunt here." But what mm. I did, so I thought, "Fine, go on your twenty grand holiday, right?" But twenty grand garden. I'm struggling to work out just exactly what they're going to fucking do in the garden for 20 grand. I don't know what you can do. I'm not I'm not a garden expert. So, fuck Maybe me. Maybe it is Koi Carp. Maybe that's what they had their eye on. Yeah. But they're maybe. Welsh, and I didn't think it was such a big thing amongst the Welsh. Thought I don't it was know a what London they do thing. in Wales. I don't know what they do garden-wise in Wales. It's an no. alien concept to me. But, um, no. yeah, we'll see. I mean, well, there's so much is, lovely you... open space in Wales, I wouldn't be that bothered about the garden. But, you know, there's their business, like my wife I said. Mean, I mean, what, what you can do out. is, I think I think their names come up in the credits at the end. What you can do is you can find them on Facebook and secretly follow them and find out what they do with the money. Well, I tell you what, mate, I've got a good friend, like my best mate's missus. She is a garden designer. And she right. does right nice fucking garden pimp-outs, pimp right? Right. And I'm thinking... Fucking hell, I'll get in touch with them and try and put a bit of business my mate's way. God, imagine if they're, if they're getting loads of that, though. They're, they're, they're cash rich. Loads of, yeah, they're probably getting lots of that now on Facebook. People they're like, sticking I've got their 20 grand. In. 20 grand burning a hole in my fucking yeah. pocket. Quite and one spending on a fucking top gardener. <laughs> um... Like, so, knows. mate, I know we mentioned this last week, and I don't want to overdo it because people will be aware that um, the Chris Ryan podcast by my best friend Chris Ryan, mm-hmm. called Life or Death with Chris Ryan, is um, it's doing really well. And, uh, you know, we are involved in making this podcast, so it will sound yeah. biased. But today's episode is very Top Flight Time Machine friendly. It's right. his guest. Every, every week, Chris Ryan interviews a different, <clears throat> usually someone from the special forces or from the military. And it basically, <clears throat> the theme is extreme situations that people have been in and their lives and blah, blah, blah. This week's guest is a chap by the name of Ollie Ollerton. Great name. I think Ollie Ollerton <laughs> might be on something like SSU Tough Enough. I don't know. I think he's known off the box, but his name's Ollie Ollerton. Yeah, it is a great name. It's funny, though, that if your surname was Ollerton, 
and you're the parents go, what should we call him? We go, call him <laughs> Oliver for a laugh. Yeah. Right. Um, you get that, you get people who are called John Johnson and stuff like that, don't you? Yeah. It's I know a bloke think, called Thomas fuck? Thomas. I know a bloke, <clears throat> I know a bloke called Kevin Thomas. He called his kid Thomas. So, really? fair enough. Each their own, Jesus yeah. Christ. I mean, Tommy Gary Thomas. Neville's dad's, Gary Neville's dad's Neville Neville, isn't he? Neville Neville, yeah. Your face is a mess. <laughs> it's on your dress. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ollie Ollerton, Chris Ryan always says at the beginning of every episode where he has his guest, he goes, what got you involved? What What was your childhood like and, and what motivated you to become involved in mm. the military as special forces? And usually, I mean, it's always an interesting answer. And, you know, he's had Navy SEAL, not just British people, he's had Navy SEALs, Delta Force, all this. But whether they're British or American, they usually tell a similar story of, you know, probably an unhappy childhood, right? Right. Maybe some not enough love around them or something like that. And and the military provided a sort of alternative family. That's quite a common thing. This is what Ollie Ollerton's answer is. (laughs) Well, Chris... When I was 10 years old, I was attacked by a chimpanzee at a circus in Burton-on-Trent. <laughs> that, that, my friend, is the opening line. And, it, and, it, and that sets the fucking tone for an hour-long interview, which is one of the best hours of podcasting I've ever heard. Right? It all, and I can tell you, this bloke, Ended up in the SBS, right? Special Boat Service. Yeah. And by the way, there is a hilarious rivalry between the SAS and the SBS. They hate each other. Which wow. Which is really good <laughs> because they discuss this openly on the podcast, but there is clearly an edge between Chris Ryan and Ollie Ollerton because I mean, one's from is, each thing. Is the SBS a lesser troop? Or whatever That's what the SAS would say. Oh, right. Because I thought it's alphabetical. You get promoted yeah. into the SAS from the well, SBS. D- they recruit from... I think they, you can only come from the Marines if you're in the SBS, something like that. But there's weird rules, right? Because, like, they all want missions. If you join the Special Forces, all you want is to be given fucking awesome missions, right? I wouldn't. I'd want to just stay in. Yeah, well, yeah, keep, that's what I, I keep think my head when I listen to it. Yeah, that's what I think. I think Last if I was in the Army, I'd just be one. I'd want a desk job or something, you know. Yeah. But they, they, the, what motivates the them. It's so hard to go through the training the trials to be in the fucking SPS or the SAS, that the only people who fucking get through that are the people who are desperate to be involved in basically loads of them just say, oh yeah, the embassy siege, 1980, that's what made me want to go into the army. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. It was the coverage of the snooker that was um, curtailed, <laughs> wasn't it? They, they yeah. went over to that. And I wonder if a lot of them kids who then joined the, the special services originally wanted to be snooker players. And then wow, something, yeah. a light bulb went off in their mind and they stopped wanting to be Steve Davis and started wanting to be uh, Windsor well, Davis. In that era, snooker was the glamour job. I mean, not even joking, it was above football in terms of your celebrity and your earning potential. Mm. So you're sat there and you're thinking, you're, you're a kid, you know, perhaps you're, perhaps you're from a working class background you don't see many opportunities in your future mm. and you're wondering how to have a better life than perhaps your dad did. And so you watch a snooker and you see Steve Davis and he's winning fucking millions, right? And he's a top celebrity. And you're thinking, that's me. All I have to do is practice my snooker and that's my ticket out of here. And then all of a sudden they go, we are interrupting this broadcast to show you a load of fucking mental soldiers breaking into an embassy. (laughs) Throwing grenades into a window. (laughs) 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 It's going to be fucking amazing. (laughs) And as a kid... You hear that? Your ears fucking prick up, don't they? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Why has the best programme ever just come on? And so if you're already, you're thinking, yeah, well, Steve Davis looks like he's having quite a good time, but at the end of the day, he's just in a fucking quiet room knocking some balls around with a stick. These cunts, fuck me. They're swinging in the windows and ropes. They're in balaclavas. They've got smoke bombs. They're fucking <laughs> jumping into windows. <laughs> and it's, I mean, of course. And it's 7pm on a Sunday night. I they should be getting ready for school. By the way, I think someone must have posted this already on Facebook, but that must be the ultimate all right cunts, mustn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> the Iranian yeah. embassy siege. <laughs> all right, cunts. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, so, anyway, he talks about all of that stuff. But with mm. him... It all comes back to the uh, chimpanzee attacking him in this yeah. circus. He, he goes into quite a lot of detail because he says he only went through the therapy for it last year. And oh, I think right. he's in his like 40s or 50s now. And he said so really he'd buried it for a yeah. long time, right? And he, um, and so now he's really, really... Uh, oh, hang on a minute. He's really... Um, He's really getting in touch with the role it played in his life and how central it was to everything yeah. Yeah. in his life, right? And he says, "I got we got to the circus early." He went and I was and I saw this chimpanzee. Like I don't know if they were doing the warm ups or what. And he goes, "I so I went over because I was big on chimpanzees." He went because I love Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Never mind, this is right near the beginning of the podcast. So you're straight away, you're literally rubbing your hands together. I was listening to it first thing this morning and I was like, fucking hell, this is amazing. 
And he goes, uh, now I see this chimpanzee, so I go over and say hello. And he's quite friendly. And we start sort of trying to communicate with each other. And he starts giving me bits of his food to eat. Mm. And I'm making him laugh. So I didn't want to eat the food. So I was doing that thing of pretending to eat and then throwing it over my shoulder. Mm. He goes, and then all of a sudden, he said, <laughs> I felt a, another presence in, in, in the room. He went, and a, a large dark shadow was cast across us. He speaks quite poetically. And he, he said, and I looked up and there was a bigger chimp there glaring oh, at me. He went, and this was the mummy. And he goes, and I could sense, he goes, I could sense attention. There was something, I, I had an instinct for it, that there was about to be conflict. Mm. He went, and before I knew what was happening, he went, the mummy chimpanzee leapt across the room. He went, I can't remember exactly how far, but I would say its leap was at least 20 feet across the room. <laughs> I'm thinking, are you fucking sure? <laughs> this is what he says, and I've got it written down because it, t- it the, his phrasing like made such an impact on me. He went, he goes to Chris Ryan. Chris, all of a sudden, the serenity was ruined like a jet plane across the sky. <laughs> he Fuck went, the mummy. Right. He said, the mummy chimp was coming at me at Mach ten. Because that's how <laughs> special forces people describe speeds to each other. Of course it is, yeah. Mach he 1's went, the minimum, isn't it? Speed. The, he went, Mach 10, the mummy came at me. Mach 10. He went, before I knew it, the blue sky turned to black. She was on me, beating at me like a drummer in a rock and roll band. Then what? she began to bite at my face. <clears throat> and uh, and his life changed ever since. Next thing you know, he's in the SBS. Fucking hell. It is, uh, and that, that's just the start. There was shit about him in Iraq in Afghanistan, in Northern Ireland. But it is a th- it's a thrill ride, mate. Do you know what and he said? He said, starts. ever since that chimpanzee attacked me, he went, yeah. it was the turning point of my life. He went, from that point onwards, I was in a... Let me just get it right. He goes, I was in a constant cycle of danger and mayhem. And one so, last thing I'll so, say about it. Yeah. Yeah, come on. I was gonna say, so that that triggered it all. Was he then immediately addicted to that mayhem yes. that engulfed him that day? So he, yeah. he he just wanted more of it. It was the, well, the attack it, it was, wasn't it, a bad thing. It was That's what he says. Yeah. He goes, In life I always say, you know, you have to take the short term pain for the mm. long term gain. And he said, A lot you know, the attack by that chimpanzee, he goes, it was unpleasant. I thought, fucking hell, yeah, it sounds it, mate. He goes, but a lot of people would have stayed under that chimp for the rest of their lives, kept mm. their head down, and never wanted to face that kind of brutality again. He goes, yeah. but I went the other way. I wanted to face it again, and next time I wanted to be more ready. I don't know if he's ever fought a chimp again, mm. but... um isn't there a, right. a, a, a there's a, a psychology book about chimps, isn't there? That Steve fellow that yeah. works with the England team. What's that called? The Chimp Paradox or something, isn't it? The Chimp Paradox. I, I've got it, mate. And what, I can what, tell what, you, for me personally, I don't want to undermine the bloke, but I found it a waste of time. Why is right. everyone obsessed with fucking chimps as being, you know, metaphors well, for life? He came in, right, to the studio at TalkSport, and 
I said to the producer, I said, this bloke, everyone... Because at the time he was very fashionable, less so now, because what happened to him was everyone was going on about his book. But then Roy Hodgson took him to the Brazilian World Cup in 2014. And we got fucking battered, didn't we? We we went Mm -hmm. home with our tail between our legs. We were shit. It was one of the shittest ever England performances at a World Cup. And so I think he went a little bit out of fashion after that. But this was before that, and I said to him, he goes, we got, what's his name again, Steve Phillips or something? Something like that, yeah, I don't know. He said, we got him coming in. I said, what, Chimp Paradox? He went, yeah, Steve I went, Chimpman. Fuck. I said, fuck here yeah, now. Steve Chimp Paradox. I said, I know what he's going to say, because all <laughs> sports psychologists say the same. Yeah. They all say, when you say what, because they talk around the subject, they go, well, you know, what we try to do is is give the sportsmen, little techniques, little exercises to make their mind completely focused at those crucial moments. And I go, yeah, 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 I know all that. What do you actually do? Little techniques, little things we can do, little exercise, yeah, little techniques, little exercises. Be specific, because at the moment, this sounds like fucking bullshit, mate, right? <laughs> now, when you dig down, which obviously is Britain's best journalist, I'm relentless. When you yeah, dig down into these fucking geezers. Do you know what? They've, they've got one thing. They go, well, for instance, what we will do is we'll get you to visualise doing the thing that you want yeah. to do. And I go, right. right. So let's say you're training Wayne Rooney psychologically, right? You are basically training him to think what it would be like to score a goal. Shut his eyes and think about it. And if he thinks about it for long enough, he visualises what it is, Right. <laughs> then it will manifest itself when he gets the opportunity in real life. I go, yeah. And I go, I'll fuck. I said to the producer, I'll fucking tell you, right? You watch. This geezer will come in. I'll press him on what he actually does. And all he'll say is, just picture doing a thing that you want to do. And then yeah. it'll happen. So, well, I fucking... When I was a teenager, I spent many an hour fucking thinking about shagging Kim Bassinger. It never happened. <laughs> but if it had happened, I mean? you'd have been ready for it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But uh, so sure enough, he comes in and I fucking pressed him, pressed him, pressed him. And he's Mm. like, yeah, we get him to visualise. I thought, fucking get out. That's it. Get out, you fucking charlatan. But the funny bit was... News arena. Yeah. Fucking. Speaking of of charlatans who use florid language to cover up the fact that there's actually nothing going on. Yeah. um, I see that England got beat last night. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched a little bit of it, but I wasn't really... I watched the really... first half. I watched the first half and then put it oh, off because there, not... there was better things on. Yeah. Southgate is no fucking good and never has been. I'm saying yeah. that now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're probably right hell. about that, actually. No one was excited when he got the job, were they? It was, a, it was a placeholder at best. Well, that World Cup, I mean, let's be honest, it was great when England went to the semi-finals because it was fun. Yeah. It was fun to because, have an England team got a, get going from. really... Easy side of the draw yeah, to get yeah, them yeah. there. But it was a piece of piss to get there. And yeah. we even struggled because Colombia, who we should be way ahead of, we scraped past yeah. on penalties. And then we're never going to get a better chance to get into a World Cup final. Like, all due respect, Croatia are a good side. And, you know, they've got some great players who he's breeze into the England team, I suppose. But what, what is it in ice skating when they score them out of six? They get scored for technical ability. And is, is the other score yeah. artistic yeah, excellent artistic expression. Se- se- uh, and they also, like I don't know, they still do. In the eighties, they gave one for sexiness too. That was right. Yeah, I think that, that it was got, like the ladies' legs look nice the in the costume. Police got rid of that. But mm. I mean, getting back to Columbia game, we, the, the Columbia should have got six, 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 six for artistic expression, shouldn't they? 
They should if it was an ice skating yeah. judge. Yeah, yeah. Columbia would have won that for the shithousery, but we've yeah, the shithousing was great. But uh, yeah, we got beat by fucking Croatia. It was mm. stupid. You, if you get to a World Cup semi-final, you usually have to face a Germany, a Brazil, an Italy, one of yeah. the titans of fucking world football, right? Yeah. We got to a semi-final and we faced Croatia. It was pretty much um, a bye, uh, wasn't it? Really? It was. It, well, I mean, you know, a tough game, of course. But for fuck's sake, you're never going to have a better chance of getting to a World Cup final. And they just beat us fair and square. There was none mm. of the usual, oh, it's so unfair, oh, we lost on penalties. Oh. Mm. Gaza cried. None of that usual heartbreak it's where a goal beat. was unfairly disallowed. It was just like there was a game. We went 1-0 up in the first minute and then they just turned us over. Yeah. But the thing yep. is about England is, mate, is that we don't have that many good players. That's That is... Really, it isn't it? I mean, well, I, I, I guess we don't. I mean, we don't really know. I think we kind of maybe do have some good players, but I just don't think they're fucking set up properly. When when, when Sven Goran Eriksson was the manager, and we had a team that had Gerard and Lampard and Skulls for a while before he literally fucked off because he could see what a shit show it was, right? And uh, Wayne Rooney and Owen. I mean that was a team where you sort of thought, fuck's sake, even more now, when you look back and you get such a clear vision of what a good team. Fucking, you know, yeah, Rio but, Ferdinand this and one is... Sol Campbell and John Terry in defence. That should have fucking won the World Cup. That was a waste. Yeah. Whereas now you sort of think, nah, fucking Harry Kane, yeah. Jordan Henderson. It's never going to be a great team, is it? Well, I think there's players there to make a great team, but... It's not about having great individuals, is it? But having said that, the defence is a shit show. But, I would love yeah, to see I, Bielsa I as England care. manager, wouldn't you? Well, of course you would. But you know that, what will happen. You know what's going to happen. Fucking Lamps what? is going to get it, mate. Mm. As sure as eggs is eggs. Even if Lampard has a breakdown, which we're expecting at some point, right, at yeah. Chelsea, even if he gets sacked or whatever, when... Of course, without, I mean, in, there's no question about it. The moment Southgate gets sacked or walks or whatever, there will only be one candidate for that job because Frank Lampard is, um, a, you know, an ex-England international who is managing a club in the Champions League. I mean, there aren't any, not are there none of them now. I don't mean there's hardly ever been any of them. There's, yeah. You know, Keegan, maybe, that's it. I mean, I'm looking now. I'm looking right now at Twitter. I remember after England had a bad result last month, Eddie Howe was trending because people were calling for Eddie <laughs> Howe to take hell. over the England job. There's three names trending here on Twitter this morning. Each of these could be suggestions for the England job. I'm not sure. There's Paul Scholes. There's, there's Piers <laughs> he Morgan. He managed and quit after a month. <laughs> there's Piers Morgan. I mean, I don't know why they're trending. I'm assuming it could be for the England job. There's Paul Scholes, there's Piers Morgan and there's Paul Burrell. And I mean, you can imagine any one of those three doing the England job or all three of them doing it together. Out of those three of them, I would definitely choose Burrell. Yeah. Yeah, he's got leadership Um, experience, hasn't he? He's got leadership experience. And you know what he does? He makes people feel good about themselves. Yeah. And that's half the battle when you're managing at international (laughs) level. Okay. You know? Um, Yeah. No, I think that, um, I think it's a shoo-in for Lamps, which will be disappointing. Eventually, because can you, you can imagine like Lamps already moans quite a lot, despite the fact that he's been fucking parachuted into a plum job with not yeah. nearly 
enough experience, but has just been parachuted in. Fair, fair enough. Good luck to him. But he moans a lot. He was in. He was recently in the papers saying how he doesn't get enough respect because he's English or some sort of garbled fucking yeah. moan up. Right, this is him when he's in that life, easy life at fucking Chelsea, being bankrolled by an oligarch, right? Yeah. Imagine, and the fans love him because he's the greatest ever player to play for that club, right? So he's a fucking, you've got so many free passes when, you, when you're when you a club legend already, right? Easy fucking life, but he's already borderline. I mean, I've said it before, I think he'll be the first manager to turn up on the touchline clutching a briefcase. And when he does yeah. that, we know that we're in the end game, right? Yeah. But if you imagine him, the way he reacts now when he's England manager and you're coming in for non-stop daily shit from everyone for everything, he will mm. fucking lose the plot quicker than Keegan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's something to look forward to, isn't it? That's what we've got ahead of us, but, lads. Um, but, I mean, yeah, England are out of the Nations League, which is a sham tournament anyway, so well done, England, I suppose. Uh, the prediction things for the weekend, you've got one, two, three points. Uh, I got one result spot, got two, I think. Three, three as well. You're on 31, I'm on 29, result spots on 28, by the looks of it. So, there you go. It was an enjoyable um, predictions weekend. Obviously, I didn't track what any of the results were. It was very were. random. It was very random. I've got some good in- or... I've got some um, good or bad things for you. Oh, no, yes or no, isn't it? Yes or no. You just simply say yes or no to any of these headlines. Um, Goalkeeper fakes injury but is attacked by a colony of ants while he is down. Yes Yes. or no? Yes. Yes. Uh, School asks parents to stop throwing late students over closed gate. (laughs) Yes. And finally, Turkmenistan leader unveils giant gold dog statue. Yes. Of course, yes. There it is. Right, that's it from this one. Just, uh, just we'll lastly, back. though, remember, thank you, you more? for all of that. Thank, no, just thank you for all of your all right cunts on the Facebook. They're fucking funny. They've brought a lot of joy to my uh, life over the last week <laughs> or so. I mean, yeah. uh, if I'm feeling a bit flat or I've got some time to kill, I'll log on to, I think it's both Facebooks. There's our official one and there's the I'm Filing Society fan group. They both have a plethora of fantastic right. all right cunts on them. So keep those coming in because we might get round to doing something extra with those, don't I? Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, take the FN. See ya. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.